Well, this morning, uh, I'm going to speak about Joseph. about that? Joseph. And is this how God enters the world? <laughs> That's his question. Is this how God enters the world? We'll... It will be a miracle if I finish in 20 minutes. But it'll be close. We'll, we'll, we'll look at it. So, <laughs> How many believe in miracles? <laughs> All right, yes. Okay, so the birth of Jesus, and we're reading in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered that she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. God's angels spoke in the dream, Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married, Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth, and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring the prophet's embryonic sermon to fulfillment. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son, and they will name him Emmanuel. Hebrew 4, God is with us. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded him in the dream. He married, he married Mary. He then, um, but he did not consummate the marriage until the, she had the baby. He named the baby Jesus. Now, whenever we think about Joseph, and we think about the things in the scriptures, you know, um, most of the time when we read them, we, you know, we kind of read them and they're just, you know, blocks of statements and, and, and things going on. But did you ever wonder what happened, what kind of people they really are? You know, what, ki- what type of personality do they have? What type of individual is there, this that we're talking about? Well, um, we know that the angel, uh, Joseph did what the, the Lord's angel told him to do. So, The angel spoke to Joseph, and he did what he was instructed. But did you ever wonder what happened between the lines, you know? Like even in the scriptures that we think about with um, Eve, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden. She she gave, um, Eve gave Adam a piece of fruit, we often call it an apple. But do you ever wonder if Eve made Joseph, I mean, made Adam a fruit salad sometime later, (laughs) you know? Eve, what's in this? <laughs> you know. Did you ever wonder if Noah would ever sleep again through a thunderstorm? <laughs> How about this one? Do you think Jonah liked fish? Did you ever wonder? Huh? How about Moses? Do you think he ever avoided bushes? <laughs> you know, the burning bush, and he wouldn't go near it? How about um, <laughs> Peter? Do you ever think he tried to walk on water again? I mean, just little things. You know, thinking about those things. So, the Bible. Oh, oh how about uh, I like this one? Do you think any woman would ever marry Paul, the apostle? <laughs> he was kind of a hard-nosed, in-your-face person. Um, 
Well, the Bible is full of, I think of it as not whole things that you can look through and you get a picture of snapshots of, of people's lives and, and we have those things set before us. And, 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 and rightfully so. I mean, if the Bible uh, put the personalities and characters of everybody in the scriptures and laid them all out there, we would have a book so big that, you know, no one would be able to read it and we'd just get lost in the details. You imagine people making, you know, uh, theological uh, implications out of somebody's, you know, personalities and stuff. But we see these things uh, going on in the scripture. And, you know, like one guy said, what do you think the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery and forgiven, what do you think she said to her husband when she went home? Honey, we got to get married <laughs> because the one she was living with wasn't her husband. So we see that there are a number of things that go on in the scripture. And I think especially there are things that go on in the Christmas story that we just, you know, characters come and go. And they come and they're there for a moment and they're gone. And we know very little about where they came from or where they went. Um, they come and disappear. The innkeeper, all right? The innkeeper that was too busy for, uh, and too crowded for Mary to attend, you know, to be housed there for the night. Do you think he ever found out who he turned away? Do you think he ever realized that he turned the Messiah away that night? How about um, the shepherds? <laughs> Do you think they ever would hum again the song they heard the angels declare that night. <laughs> that was a catchy tune, you know. Do you remember that tune we heard a few years ago? How about the wise men who followed the star? Do you think they were disappointed whenever they showed up at a, you know, Mary, at Mary and Joseph's home when, for their being a toddler and being in poverty? They're just a poor couple. And they came with frankincense, gold, and myrrh. You know, they came with riches worthy of a king. Do you think they were disappointed whenever they delivered them to the house of Mary and Joseph? But of all the, of all the questions, there's a lot of questions, I think, that arise with Joseph. You know, there's so many questions that we have about Joseph. And the, the point that going through all of this and how we're, we're talking about it is that Joseph is a lot like us. And maybe at the end of this, uh, we'll try to pull it together to how that we fit into Joseph's life. And maybe we'll try and do that along the way. But if you were, if you were Joseph, all right, if you were Joseph and you, you heard that the angel, the angel came to you in a dream and said, don't be afraid to take Mary uh, as your wife because that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So an angel declares this to you and Mary is saying the same thing. An angel appeared to her and, and told her what was going to happen. So here you have an angel giving you word that you're going to have a baby and the father, who is not the father, is going to take this child, this, this woman, and he's going to keep her as his wife, but he's going to be the stepfather, as it were, of the Messiah. Now, when you were going to have a child, if you've had children, <laughs> when you were going to have a child, did you ever prepare? Did you prepare your house? Prepare a room? Prepare a room? 
Uh, do you have people helping you prepare a room? You know, we got to paint it a certain color. We got to get the room. So the baby's coming, you know, you know, baby showers and all that kind of stuff. You know, where are we going to have the child? Where is it going to be born? You know, what, you know who's going to be the doctor? You know, all these types of things. You have them all planned out. Do you think Joseph and Mary were that much different? That perhaps they had all these things planned out? You think that maybe Joseph, you know, you think about it, Joseph, he had a home for, Mary, for he and his wife. He had a home, and perhaps they even had a room set aside or a place set aside where uh, the baby would be placed. And so there were plans, and there were all these things going on. <laughs> but, you know, and again, this isn't just a normal kid. <laughs> He's the Messiah. So how much more would you be planning and how much more would you be putting things in place? <laughs> how about some questions for Jesus, uh, for Joseph? Okay, dads, do you, did you ever arm wrestle with your kids? <laughs> your boys? Do you think Jesus arm wrestled with his father? Do you think Jesus let him win? <laughs> how about this one? Do you imagine Joseph praying and when he looked up, Jesus was listening? <laughs> do you think Jesus ever laughed told jokes you see there's, there's, there's a part of all this and it isn't that we're creating doubt it's just that there's often more to what we see and more to what we understand and, and again perhaps these things happen perhaps they didn't we're not making a new theology. We're not going to put a new religion in place and put another saint in, you know, in, into the sainthood of everybody else. We're just thinking about how that these things happen and maybe perhaps some of the questions that Joseph would have gone through and how that we would fit into that. Um, and one of the great things I think about Joseph is that we don't really know what happens to him. All we know is that Joseph was around when Jesus was 12, when he was visiting the temple. And after that, we don't know where he is. We don't know what happens to him. It's presumed that he dies. But, you know, I was thinking, well, if Joseph would have been alive when they, when they took Jesus to be crucified, and if I'd have been his dad, you know, I'd have been in there fighting, right? We'd have been in there, we'd have been, we'd have been worse than Peter. But... Joseph wasn't around at that time, so we don't know what happened. And, and again, we don't know why it happened, that uh, he was, when he disappeared from the, the scene, we're not, sh not sure. But of all the questions, I'd like to know about Joseph at the stable. Okay? The night that Jesus is born. Um, do you think Joseph is holding Mary's hand? Do you think he's kicked out of the stable and Mary's going to do it herself? <laughs> do you think that Joseph is pacing outside? Or do you think he's sitting down, relaxed, knowing everything's going to be okay? But, you know, what was on his mind? Um, I thought of, in the, in the context of, if, Mar if Joseph would have been like any of us, he would have had a room and, 
his house prepared and the people in Nazareth, you know, they'd all been ready for the, for the, for the birth. I imagine that they were probably all waiting uh, for the baby to be born, but the baby didn't come on time because they had to go. A king had, had made a decree and messed up all of their plans. Herod decided that everybody should be taxed and they needed to be in their own hometown. Joseph had to be in his own hometown at a certain time or, or else. And so they had all the plans. They had everything in place. But Jesus didn't show up whenever everything was in place. They had to head off for a five-day journey. A woman who's nine months pregnant plus must ride a donkey for five days. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Don't think so. Well, Mary did. And so all of the plans, all of the things that were in place suddenly go out the door. In that eternity, between arriving at the stable and the birth of Jesus, uh, do, you think, do you think Joseph was praying? Or was he assuming? You know, the angels had said this was divine. Was he just assuming things are going to be okay? Or did he pray and believe and ask that God would intervene? Um, do you think he's silent? Do you think he's kind of a quiet guy? Or do you think he's very animated? <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, having a baby. <laughs> or is he, it's all good, God's in control. You know, what type of man is he? Is he holding your hand? Is he outside pacing? Is he not knowing what to do? I mean, just some thoughts. <laughs> Uh, I, I, uh, did he feel guilty for not doing a better job? For not planning more completely? Not sending ahead, making reservations? <laughs> How about this? Um, you know, this isn't the way I planned it. My child is being born in a stable. This isn't what I thought it would be. A cave with sheeps and with sheeps. <laughs> there's sheeps in that cave. <laughs> there's sheep and there's donkeys in the cave. And there's straw and there's stink. <laughs> and my wife is giving birth to a child in a barn. Hmm. This isn't what I imagined. I imagine he would say. He would have imagined family and perhaps grandparents. He would have imagined neighbors and friends. That there would have been a house with people and people to support him and slap him on the back. And wow, you've got yourself a son. Perhaps a midwife would have been there to help Mary in delivering the child. And maybe that would have been a place. Mary would, Mary would be able to have her son and her child and she could lie and, be, and celebrate and know that she was being taken care of. It just doesn't seem right. What kind of husband am I? Maybe Joseph would say. 
I didn't provide anything for her. I provided only a pillow made out of a blanket that she's been sitting on top of and which was her, her covering for a donkey for the last five days and now that's her blanket for birth. And do you think about the idea that they wrapped the babe in swaddling clothes? <laughs> swaddling clothes are strips of rags that they found in the barn. So they, they had to leave, they had to leave in a hurry, and they couldn't take much with them because there was only a donkey, and the donkey is capable, wasn't capable of ca- carrying the bedrolls and the food and everything they would need for a five-day journey. Imagine how it smells. Did I miss something? Imagine. When you sent an angel and spoke of the son being born, perhaps Joseph is saying, this isn't what I thought would happen. If I am really the, Mary is really the mother of the Messiah, Perhaps we should be in Jerusalem. (laughs) Perhaps we should be at the temple. Perhaps we should be there with all of the priests of the the temple and, and they should be the ones, or even in Herod's temple because this is the Messiah, the long prophesied one. And if not Jerusalem, why not back where we were at, where we had a home? where our family was and where there were people that we knew. But instead, we've taken a journey, (laughs) five days, with a pregnant woman, you see. Is this how God enters the world? Is this how God comes to our world? Imagine Joseph, he would have said, you know, I I was able to accept an angel, I was able to accept the questioning of people and how that other people put us down for what has happened and how that, you know, she was found with a child. She's pregnant. And Mary believes that God is with her and God is the one who brought about this conception. But, you know, for Joseph, he's not quite used to this strangeness of, you know, he's a carpenter. Do you know, you know, I watched a carpenter build a porch on our neighbor's house. And I, used to, I, I thought, you know, this guy's pretty slow. <laughs> but he's always measuring, and he's always cutting, and everything always fits. <laughs> so Joseph would have maybe been this carpenter who had blueprints. You know, if I'm going to build something, I have to know what I'm building, and I have to know what I need, and I have to put things in place. So maybe Joseph is like that. And here we have, in the midst of all of that, we have this chaos that was created by someone else, and Joseph must be obedient. Hmm. Maybe maybe Joseph says, is there any chance you can send me another angel? (laughs) Is there any chance you can send another angel? Well... So did, um, did Joseph ever have these thoughts? <laughs> did he ever question? Did he, was he like this? And again, perhaps, perhaps not. I don't know. But these are just certain things as we look through the snapshot of what we have in, in the Scriptures. We don't have much about Joseph, but we know that he was a very important part 
of, of the beginning because it was he who was the caretaker, the caregiver for and provider for Mary and for Jesus and, and, and his brothers that would, would come. So, perhaps we stood where Joseph has stood, caught between what God says and what we know makes sense and where it just seemingly doesn't come together, doesn't fit together. Are we still on that right road or did we turn left when we should have gone right? <laughs> you know, did we do something wrong in this whole thing? Because Joseph heard and he, he did what the angel told him, but he's in this stable five days from home and his wife is in a barn <laughs> giving birth to a Messiah. So if we're asking questions like Joseph asked, we need to do what Joseph did. Obey. <laughs> we listen to what we know and obey what we know. And he obeyed when Mary explained. He obeyed when God sent his angel. And we, we know that it was his obedience to God that brought him to Bethlehem. And, and you know, he, he was obeying the commands of, the, uh, of Herod. Hmm. So, just like Joseph, we can't see the whole picture. Like Joseph, our task is to see that Jesus is brought into our part of the world that we live in. <laughs> we need to see that Jesus is, comes to our family and our home, even when it doesn't seemingly fit in the way that we had expected. Can God do the same with us as he did with Joseph? Can he take our questions and our doubts and our concerns and all of the things that make us us and bring us to a point where we just simply obey. And whenever we're, are we standing outside wringing our hands? Or are we in, involved with holding Mary's hand and there she is giving birth to a child? So perhaps Joseph's final question or maybe his final thought before at this moment is, God, are you still with me? God, are you still with me? And, you know, I think perhaps Joseph would have, you know, maybe I need another sign. Is there another angel? But we know that after the birth of Jesus, the shepherds came. And what did the shepherds say? The angel of the Lord appeared unto us and has said to us, so all the questions that perhaps were going on in those, those days before the birth of Jesus and all those, those days of travel, you know, five days on the back of a donkey and walking and leading Mary to this place where he had to go because someone was forcing him to go there. And once they got there, they were forced to be in a stable in a, in a stinky barn, cave, and while he's waiting for the baby to be born, is, Mary, is he holding her hand or is he questioning and wondering why 
because I had things all prepared and nothing turned out the way that he thought until the birth of a child that he wraps in rags and places in a feed trough. And there comes these shepherds who say, Joseph, Mary, an angel, (laughs) spoke to me. And they understood that because the angel had spoken to Mary. The angel had spoken to Joseph. And now these people are coming and saying, the angel of the Lord hath spoken. And we find that the word of God comes to our life, not spoken by angels, but by spoken by each of us, giving us hope, giving us understanding. And the answer is, yes, Joseph, I'm with you. (laughs) And that's the answer to our lives. Yes, David, I'm with you. So that's my little thought on Joseph. (laughs) I don't think I've ever preached on Joseph before, (laughs) but that's my thought on Joseph. So he's a lot like us, right? Is he a lot like you? Do you think about, I mean, I don't, have you ever thought of those things before? We don't, you know, we can't question God, you know. <laughs> we don't have, well, do you think he thought? I just always look, well, Joseph was there. Did he, did he have any thoughts about being in his stable? I don't know. He just had to go to the stable. He accepted it. <laughs> How many of us are that way? You just accept it for what it is. <laughs> well, always remember, no matter what we question, God always is there to give us an answer. I am with you. It'll be all right. Amen? Let's stand. So let's not forget about next Sunday. Sunday before Christmas. Christmas Eve. Keep those things in mind. And um, see if we have another exciting adventure (laughs) on the road to Bethlehem (laughs) to be continued and and the birth of Jesus. Amen? God, we thank you (laughs) that, God, there are no surprises to you. You had the plan in place before you ever made the announcement. You had the plan in place before the worlds were ever created. So, Lord, you have a plan in place for our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And any time we may ask, God, are you there? (laughs) Your answer comes to us in a resounding way. I'll never leave you. Thank you, God, for this Christmas story that stays with us every day of our lives. Amen. God bless you.